Okay, wake up in the morning and I go and get the paper. Gotta get the paper. Every morning gotta go and get the paper. And a nice cup of coffee. Hey, Geek fans, today we're talking about death and resurrection and having a Battle Dome session of greatest horror icons. Several papers and I'll read them all twice so I can recite them to you backwards, son of nice. Hey, Central Michigan University, this is Ben Solis. And I am the scientific experiment Murder Brain. Murder Brain. And today we are here as the Raving Geeks. As always, we're joined in our studio uh, with Kelsey, our producer, and also our other producer, Tyler. And uh, it's, it's Halloween weekend. It's pretty freaking cool. We're uh, actually dressed up in some costumes here. Uh, you guys want to go around and tell uh, the fine people what we are? Do you have a, uh, a lineup for the weekend, too? Because I know it's kind of the thing now. you got to have like a Thursday, a Friday, and a Saturday costume. you got to like roll through a lineup. Uh, so anyway. I got my Friday costume on. I, I own one pair of jeans, so I'm not all happy. You know? <laughs> no? like, this is oh, also man. my only pair of jeans. Yeah. I love Halloween because you can dress as a ridiculous anything you want really in public and it's totally acceptable like today i'm dressed as a giant sized ice cream sandwich it's a giant ice cream sandwich i like to bust this one out uh every year on one of the off days and we had ourselves a a little office halloween costume party today so uh so i broke that one out and there's some pictures of that on on the cm life facebook correct that will is correct you can check it out on the interweb absolutely and And, uh so last night uh my girlfriend and i were wayne and garth i was just gonna say that because you had you had a much you had a much much more epic costume last night than you do right now yeah. I mean, no knock on the, the ice cream sandwich. It's kind of cool, but not like Wayne and Garth, man. How'd you guys? How'd you guys decide to do that? It was pretty excellent. Well, I mean, that's one of the. Movies. <laughs> I bet it was excellent. <laughs> I bet it was supremely excellent. We uh, all right. It's all right. All right. All right. All right. As right. uh, we've watched that movie together a couple times, and we always liked it so we decided i mean she's blonde and i can put a hat on so we were like well you know <laughs> it's a pretty easy costume to get together and it looks pretty cool and you know nobody else can really do, pull it off so we just went for it and uh funny story too i was uh so ripping the jeans is actually more of an art than you would expect <laughs> it is it's a fine craft because you can't just cut across the seam and that would look cheap it would uh you gotta so, fray it a little bit too. yeah so i took i took a razor that i you know used for my face and i was sitting there like shaving the denim off for a good like half hour, and I got I got to look pretty good, I think. Uh, and then we went out to. How stubbly uh, do your pants get on any given week? You know. Well, you know, I like to usually give it a good trim anyway. Sure, you know, sure. Maybe it's a little long. Sure. But uh, we went our, over to uh, to the liquor store to get some uh, materials for the night. Clearly. And Clearly. Uh, I yeah. <laughs> I was I was rounding a corner, and my open. Uh, flappy part of the pants like caught around a bottle of like apple cider. That is also like a, a dilemma. Oh, no. Also yeah. a dilemma of being a rocker in the uh, modern age. Pulled it down, broke it right in front of everybody. <laughs> wow. Well, you got pants. You pantsed yourself. Yeah. And the guy behind the counter is like, who broke that? What was that? And he's like, it's that idiot from Wayne's World. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, and then on uh, on Saturday I'm putting together a Batman costume, like do it yourself Batman. Cool. So I bought one of those uh, like spandex. Uh, silver colored like green man suits, you know, mm-hmm. like a bodysuit. Yeah. And I have uh, I have combat boots, and I have a black speedo that I'm going to wear on the outside, and a big belt. Uh, and I got to go get a cape from like the fabric store or something later today. I got a, the mask, obviously. So that is ridiculous. That sounds Batman. awesome. Yeah, that one's going to be fun. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, right now, I am wearing a Domino mask and my Green Lantern shirt. I am uh, I am one of the many Green Lanterns. I think we've decided Kyle Rayner. I look most like Carl, Kyle Rayner right now. Yeah. The Domino mask. I will probably wear this all weekend. I probably won't take it off. You know? I may not shower. <laughs> have, have you lost <laughs> the we'll Halloween see. spirit at we'll this time? We'll see what's now? going on. I, I have, man. You know, I haven't been able to afford a costume in years. 
you know? Yeah. One year, very epically, uh, my friend Jamal and I went as uh, Vincent Jules. Oh, that's cool. And uh, we did it right after we shot Marvin in the face, so we got, like, all the blood splatter, like, exactly, like, movie correct. It was great. Since then, I've been a failure, man. Been yeah. an absolute failure on Halloween. I'm kind of sad. That's why you I'm peaked. wearing this. Yeah, I peaked. It's uh, too soon. So, Kelsey, what do you what do you got going on here? You want to explain? You your got some costume? good stuff going on here too. I am uh, Fiona from Adventure Time, which is the female version of Finn. It's uh, pretty awesome. And you got you got rabbit e- rabbit ears and all. You got the sword, uh, which very annoyingly makes sound. And yeah, pissing off Malachi. All She's day. been playing that electronic sword for like the last four hours in the office, and it is driving me up a wall. I haven't even been here for four hours. Well, I think you probably have. It's almost long. two. You've probably been here by four hours. It feels like four hours. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I'm happy you guys are dressed up. I'm happy you guys forced me to get dressed up because I'm, I am I am kind of feeling the Halloween spirit now. It's, mm-hmm. been, it's been good. Um, you know, one of the things that's always on everybody's mind when they think about Halloween is death, gloom. Uh, but one thing we don't really talk about is the resurrection afterwards. We're not it's trying to get religious here, people. Absolutely not. But what we are talking about is comic books. And, you know, comics and Halloween have had a pretty good tie-in together. Sure, You sure. know, Batman has fought Dracula on several occasions. He's up with the Scooby-Doo clan mm-hmm. a lot. He has, yep. yeah. The Hanna-Barbera cartoon, I think, maybe even in the actual comics. Yeah. You know, you have Blade as Vampire Hunter. I'm sure there's some kind of DC equivalent to that that I'm not aware of. Well, let's also take a look at that. Most of these comic book characters are, like, stream fodder for Halloween costumes. Yeah. I mean, and horror comics are have been a thing since the beginning. You know, we did that episode last year about uh, war comics, mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, we could very easily done the same thing about horror comics. It's been there from the beginning. You know, it comes from that like kind of pulp mm-hmm. uh, origin. You know, so Wolfman had like an ongoing series for a while. I think you could even argue that like Swamp Thing has a little bit of that horror element yeah. to it, at least for like body horror, maybe more than anything else. Well, and, and Scott Snyder is the guy who's writing Batman is an amazing horror writer. I mean, yeah. he's got two or three horror comics out right now that I would definitely pick up if you're into like horror comics. So. Yeah, what are some examples? Uh, Black Mirror is a Batman one that you did that's a little bit yeah, more... Yeah, it has to do with like uh, Jim Gordon's son is like a serial killer and it's Dick Grayson as Batman instead of um, Bruce Wayne and it's really, really good. Um, and then obviously he wrote uh, American Vampire, which mm-hmm. is an amazing series. He's actually closing it up. Um, then he's, his new one is called Witches and it's basically about like a town there's a forest surrounding it and the witches live in the trees and they like get you into the woods and they like put you in the trees and they kind of suck the life force out of you but they like put you in like a hallucination state and stuff like that i don't know about you guys but that's terrifying oh it's it's pretty it was pretty creepy and then Mm -hmm. uh the last one that's kind of like borderline is called the wake and it's kind of like uh I don't know how to explain it. It's like an underwater... It's basically like Bioshock, kind of. Okay. Bioshock with mermaids. That's like how I would describe that. So if you like mermaids and you like Bioshock... <laughs> you good. Try the This wake. is the book for so, you. Yeah. Those, are, those seem to be two different demographics of people. I don't know. There might be some overlap. <laughs> we never know these days. Know, though. It seems, too, that like Batman writers have a long history of writing very you know Halloween-specific titles. I mean, look at Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale. Before they released The Long Halloween... Uh, they specifically did three Halloween titles, um, and they did great at it. So it's kind of interesting to see that that lineage carrying on, especially with such a great writer like Scott Snyder. So, uh, in each book, it's very different. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like a generic scary story. They're all really cool. I, I recommend every single one of them. Sweet, so very cool. Well, death and resurrection in comics is interesting because, and this is you know specifically about kind of the big two here. You know, Image and, and some of those even like more indie, they can be a little bit more liberal with their deaths. Mm-hmm. Cause, you know, when you have some a major character die in, like, a Superman comic, well, I mean, maybe you're going to want to bring him back about a year from now when you're starting to kind of go dry for ideas. And then it feels cheap because you just killed the guy. 
and now he's back. Yeah, I mean, there's always that running joke that, like, at superhero funerals, they're all, like, pretty lax because, you know, the guys... How long do you think it's going to take for him to come back this time? theory, the no one ever really dies theory. Yeah. 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 Well, it used to be that there were, uh, I think there were two, or there were three uh, that should never come back from the grave. It was kind of like an editorial rule, and that's Uncle Ben, Mm -hmm. uh, Spider-Man's uncle, should never come back. Because that, you know, gives him the whole motivation. Mm -hmm. Bucky, Barnes, that one's been broken. Which they have broken, absolutely. But I, I think that was done really well. You think so? I, I, I honestly really liked it. Yeah. And the third, I think, was Jason Todd, and he's been brought too. Yes, he has. Um, very, I mean, that, that was also very good. Very I, very tastefully done, the, the bring back of Jason I, Todd I th- and the I Red Hood the, uh, I think when they retconned it, though, to make it the Lazarus Pit, yeah. that's what made it good because the Superboy Prime Punch that shattered the universe yeah. that brought back Jason Todd is so convoluted. I don't even want to, like... It hurts my brain to think about. Yeah, it. and we. I would love to get into that a little bit more in in detail later and explain to people the whole ridiculous resurrection involved in that. But let's talk a little bit about uh, what some of like the biggest lasting deaths in comics have been, either emotionally for you personally or like just as far as like impact on narrative and like motivations for hero. For for me, it always goes back to death of Superman. Death of Superman, definitely. I know that's kind of like maybe a cheap shot because it's death is in the title. And so very clearly is the largest one. But the thing about Death of Superman was interesting is that, uh, you know, he was up against what was considered an unstoppable force, the whole doomsday scenario. Uh, it, you didn't ever expect the Man of Steel to go down, especially fighting like a, a, a real brainless baddie like, like Doomsday, you know yeah. what I mean, uh, despite his powers. Um, and when it happened, I mean, the entire universe was in shock. I mean, I have I have an original copy of Death of Superman, original copy in the, in the plastic still, with all the goodies that it came with the day it came out. And it's really cool. There's actually um, like a very like large poster of his funeral, and the entire DC universe is just weeping for him. And it kind of like set the stage of like, well, you know, if we bring it back, that's going to be whatever. But as it stands right now. One of our most iconic characters, the one that never dies, has just died. What does that mean for everybody else? Mm-hmm. There's no, there's no character safe. So it was interesting. That's that's my favorite one. Yeah, I mean, I think that's cool too. The way that like, if it's handled correctly, yeah. like the death can really shake up a lot. So like, you know, Superman is kind of this iconic ideal more than anything else, mm-hmm. and he's you know what a lot of superheroes like mold themselves after. Um, and to kind of lose that, I mean, I, I was just thinking about because now in the modern age, like. Killing these superheroes isn't such a big deal, but they used to not really do it that often. No, it was a big deal when they said that Superman is going to die. In this yeah, and if you think bit. about, like, the shock that that would be, this character that's been around for so long and is basically just, like, you know, untouchable, mm-hmm. basically. Uh, I'm sure that was huge, like, when it was done. But I don't know if you want to talk about this right now, but the resurrection factor in that one. You, you cannot start odd. this conversation without the resurrection factor. Uh, it, it was pretty ridiculous about a year later less than a year later they were like oh by the way he's still alive he's been in regeneration tube he's gonna be absolutely great um i don't think people were expecting that to turn so fast and when it did people were like huh you know, ask any of the old guys who who read that entire arc from beginning to end especially when it came out they're just like you should have just left him dead at least for a couple of years longer. Do we really do we really need to introduce Superman back all over again? Because he had long hair when he came back too. Yeah, like, a beard, right? Yeah, it was like super, super 90s, you know. Um, wicked mullet. He he took his ca- <laughs> he had his cape off for a period of time too, just flying around with the the costume. It's uh, yeah, I don't know. It was it, that was done very very poorly. Um, 
And that's that's the risk that you run with, with having these characters, right? You spend all this time on this epic death story. You spend all your spit trying to get every single little piece right, and then when you have to bring it back, I mean, what? how do you do that? How do you do that well? It seems always ham-fisted. It always seems rushed. And in the case of the resurrection of Superman, that is most definitely the case. Tyler, do you have an example of something that's really hit you? Well, like the top three that I always think about is actually there's two deaths that are still standing, and then the one death they retconned it. The one they retconned is Barry Allen. I mean, he died saving DC Comics' universe. You know what I mean? Crisis on Infinite Earths? I mean, that was... He ran knowing... Like, he knew he was going to die, but he did it because that's what heroes do. Um, The the, the death of the Waynes, obviously. I mean, it gave birth to my favorite superhero and pretty much most of the world's favorite superhero. And then the last one is... Uh, death of Superman's dad, uh, Jonathan Kent, because, and not the stupid Man of Steel version, I'm talking the actual dying from a heart attack. Because you, you don't like Jonathan Kent just standing in front of a tornado with his and, hand and out? You know, saying, and no. it wasn't even so much no. the standing with the hand thing. It's just, I feel like they changed it to something, It's you know, it's, it was a natural disaster. Still something Superman can't control. But the actual, the, when he died of his heart attack, it's like as strong as Superman is, and no matter how many powers he has, at the end of the day, he can't save his dad from a heart attack. And that yeah. kind of was a big plot point for Superman, knowing that you can't save everyone. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it wasn't something crazy like where they had him be like murdered by like a, a mugger or something like that. You know, yeah. It was still something that was out of Superman's control, but I just felt like they changed to something that they didn't need to change to because the original idea has way more of an impact. Yeah, and jumping off of that, too, I mean, if you want to talk about Flash, you can talk about the death and resurrection of Nora Allen, especially as Flashpoint is concerned, too, because, I mean, for the longest time, you know, Nora Allen's death was the catalyst for the Flash to become the Flash. And that's his mom, right? That's his mom. That's his mother, yes. You know, and uh, when they started playing with that right before uh, Flashpoint of Reverse Flash going back in time, making sure that his mother survived, then that changed the entire timeline. Nobody had powers the way that they were supposed to. Uh, if you read Flashpoint, there's this huge war between Aquaman and Wonder Woman now. All of it hinged on one insignificant person's death. Um, which I always thought was really cool because now that the New 52 has dug its roots so deep, you know, that was the whole impetus of changing the entire canon. So it's interesting that they went back to that one character. Yeah, for me, um, it, I was really bummed out when they when Marvel decided they were going to cancel their Ultimate line mm-hmm. back in, I think that was late 2000s, maybe like 2010 even. Um, and it's it's since continued and now stopped again after this battle world thing that reconsolidated all the universes, which we'll get into later. Yeah, on another episode. Um, or maybe we won't. I mean, it's going to take we'll like talk about it now. It's going to take like five episodes. Yeah, to explain it's going to be too probably. intense. But uh, the way that they handled that was very bad. So basically, <coughs> Magneto, the ultimate version of Magneto, has always been a lot more genocidal than his mainstream counterpart. So he uses his magnetic powers to switch the poles, which somehow, I'm, I don't know science, I don't know, whatever. They, uh, There's no creates, science in comic books. <laughs> <laughs> somehow switching the poles creates a tidal wave that, like, devastates the world, basically. Like, totally legit. New York City gets, like, totally legit science. millions of people die, all these heroes drown. And, like, these great characters that have been around uh, for a while in the mainstream and, like, had a pretty cool spin in the Ultimate Universe, like Nightcrawler and some other... Some of the other X-Men just straight up drowned off panel, like, mm-hmm. given no, like, no heroic death at all. It was really, the whole thing was pretty brutal. Uh, Blob eats the wasp. because <laughs> that's, where that, that's where that's from. Yeah, that's okay. where that's from. Hank Pym uh, 
grows super big and then like eats the blob right he eats the blob so therefore eats his wife yes <laughs> and then he the also he gets blown up because multiple man is making like suicide bombers of himself all over the place multiple suicide bombs. yeah cuz you know he's he's multiple man so he puts yeah. on a bomb and then splits into a bunch of people anyway he takes him down and wolverine gets like atomized by uh by magneto Cyclops gets his gets sniped by a sniper rifle. This Just, sounds all kinds of bad. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the X-Men get wiped out. And then this is, like, after. Uh, he's, like, Scott Summers is, like, giving a speech. And then he just gets, like, sniped. It, it's just awful. Like, Stephen Strange gets, like, strangled by his cape by Dormammu. Like, it was brutal. So that was sucked. That put a pretty bad taste in my mouth. Another example I would put bring up, too, is The Walking Dead. Mm. Oh, yeah. The deaths in that comic, because it's set in, like, you know, there's no supernatural abilities aside from, like, the zombies. Those people aren't coming back. And a lot of times, there's no real reason behind the deaths. Like, that's a pretty bleak book sometimes. And uh, while somebody may die in, like, a final act of glory, like, saving people, Mm -hmm. another person will just die for no reason whatsoever. And, I mean, between the comics and the show, it's... The comics are way, way worse. If you want the more of the gore factor of The Walking Dead, read the comics. I mean, like, in the comics, Lori dies when the prison gets taken over, and she's sniped by a sniper, and she (laughs) falls down and crushes the baby. So Lori and the baby die at the same time. Yeah, Yeah. Rick's pregnant wife gets shot through the stomach in that book. Wow. It's awful. Yeah. And even when you're talking about, like, just, you know, deaths on TV shows, I mean, everybody points to this, and it's just, like, the Game of Thrones thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's just, like, you intentionally just kill people just to piss off your audience, you yeah. know? And just to just kind of make things interesting. I mean, look at all the backlash from just single killings like that, too. Yeah, so. You know, Malachi, you know, while you're talking about, like, the death of the Ultimates, I was kind of thinking that would have been cool if they had to work that into the Old Man Logan story. That because would of be how cool. that world's set up. Yeah. And I don't want to talk about it too much because Ben, I literally la, just listening. how that ended, if they could have led that into Old Man Logan, that would have been, a, I think that could have really been cool. That would, yeah, that would be pretty cool. And I think the Hulk would have been consistent with yeah. what the Hulk is like in, in Old Man Logan. I yeah, yeah, yeah. So much more about totally. That. <laughs> totally. For all those who haven't read it yet. It's like the one Marvel book that I read. So, well, that, the, and, the only one. And I was going to bring up the uh, one other story I read from Marvel is Craven's Last Hunt. Mm. That storyline, if you want to read a good storyline that ends in a death, Craven's Last Hunt, you, it's, it's arguably the best Spider-Man story out yeah. there. So we've talked about biggest deaths, the ones that we find most important, and we've talked a little bit about the resurrections, but... Sometimes the comeback can be just as silly as the death. Guys, what's the silliest comeback that you guys have seen in comic books? Well, I'd, I'd like to hear you explain the Superboy Prime reality. Honestly, yeah, I want to hear, I wanna hear this, to this Todd thing. I don't even know it off the top of my head. With like, I would have to be looking at something to go over it with you. Like, I, I wouldn't be able to tell you off the top of my head. You need to like, good, like a, yeah, a system, like, systematic yeah. analysis of the Superboy Super Prime, Prime, Prime like punches Jason Todd's body if I remember correctly and it like brings him back to life and it just it changed it kind of like it was what led into like all that the infinite earth and all yeah. that stuff but I'm not I, I'm not super familiar with it from my understanding uh Superboy Prime's like an evil alternate version of Superboy and he like somehow like punches reality yeah, itself yeah, it's like a reality punch and he can like punch through the earth right basically like the, yeah. the dimensions and it like splinters the universes or something you know in all my times martial arts training i've never learned the reality punch yeah 
It's too I, bad. I do think I found one, though. You found a reality better, bunch? better than uh, the Superboy Prime. You found one reality bunch? Yeah. No, just kidding. <laughs> a single one. A single so one. So if you guys want, I can start off with Yeah, yeah, mine. sure, sure. I so want to hear this. we're going to go back to the grand days of the 1960s oh, here. Oh, boy. Um, sadly, this story is written by the late and great Bill Finger. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's kind of I think, might be his one tarnish. Yeah. But did you guys know that Albert Pennyworth has died before? No, I didn't know that. Oh, I was just looking at this. Were you All just right. looking at this? Yeah, one? go for it. So in Detective Comics issue 324, okay. the dynamic duo found themselves being run down by a giant boulder, only to be saved <laughs> by their trusty butler. And he's crushed flat. Like, apparently in the comic, that he is... A pancake. Wow. Did, they, did he just, like, push them out of the now, way? or Yeah, like, he, like, bumped in and pushed them out of the way. Them. Now, this was brought about during the whole time of everyone was afraid that Batman was gay and they needed to bring in all the female characters. So, they replaced Alfred with Aunt Harriet. <laughs> Aunt Harriet? <laughs> Pretty much female. I don't, I don't think Aunt Harriet's going to sex up the comic books too much. No. Something um, tells me. She makes great pancakes, though. Yeah, That's what I <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, I so, wonder where those pancakes came from. <laughs> Set, oh. ooh, ooh. Ooh. Out Pennyworth pancakes. So, in the comics, they literally kind of gloss over it, saying, there's no time to mourn Alfred. There's no time to bury him. So there's it's, no time. We're just going to no, leave him there as a pancake. They don't have enough time to tell you why they don't <laughs> have enough time. There's never you. enough time. <laughs> so, um, I think they kind of were talking to Destiny creators when they were writing this one. Wow. But, so they left him with mad scientist named Brandon Crawford, which yeah. is funny because I actually know a guy named Brandon Crawford. Really? So yeah. Where did they find this mad scientist? They I don't. They didn't really say. But it's just random he, mad scientist. I mean, it's Gotham City. They're a dime a dozen. Let's just look in the tree. phone book. Ah, yeah. yes, mad scientist Brandon Brandon so, Crawford. First name. Brandon Crawford ends up going. He's experimenting with Alfred's body. It brings him back to life, but sadly is a boiled, covered, telekinetic monster named what? The Outsider. What? Which, if you read the Forever Evil story, is the version of Alfred that's from the crime syndicate. Oh, the yeah. best part is how they wore, they kind of like washed us all over when they brought Alfred back was it just kind of wore off. I can't even. It just, it just wore off. He just, he just stopped being a bad guy. The boils went away. Wow. He just stopped being a monster. <laughs> and just, then they went back to being he his just, butler. He just straight yeah. up lost it all. Yep. Oh, wow. I'm totally back to normal now. <laughs> That's insane. Wow. I can't even wrap my head around that. I, I When I read that one, I was just like, that, it was just my, it was like kind of like, I had to sit back and like think about like maybe never picking up a comic book again. Wow. That's really funny because like, uh, you know, you see all these like novelty shirts sometimes that like have like really like inside jokes for comic books that mm-hmm. like only really super huge nerds yeah. will get. <laughs> I, I really am like compelled to make a Pennyworth's Pancakes shirt <laughs> which is like flattened yeah. Alfred Pennyworth. That would be pretty funny. I'll, I'll, I'll sell those store. guys. If you, you know, yeah, we're going to work on those. Those are pretty cool. Interesting. So we got we got the you know craziest comebacks. We got all that. And uh, anything else that you guys would like to say about this crazy death scenario? Well, I have one. Oh, uh, one one more thing. And I'm I'm hoping nobody's heard of this one. Do you guys are you aware of the time? Oh, we heard all of it. Are you aware of the time that Optimus Prime was resurrected through floppy disk technology? <laughs> really? Yes. yes. <laughs> wow. So was he running Linux or was he running running Mac? Well, so you know, Optimus Prime's a guy who likes to sacrifices himself. He likes to sacrifice himself yeah. often for the, the greater you know, good. For the good of the people. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, that's just kind of a thing he does. Well, okay, so this story starts out here. The Autobots and Decepticons, they're about to fight over whatever they're fighting about this time. Yeah. And one of the kids' side, sidekick, he says, you know, instead of fighting with lasers, let's fight in a video game. Because this, like, <laughs> this is like 80s comics. So there's everybody had to have a time where they get downloaded into a video game. Oh, never fight in a video game. If what we've learned from comic books and movies, never accept a fight 
inside of a video game. So they log into a video game. Whoever wins the video game fight wins whatever they're fighting over. Optimus Prime. Yeah. We win the the disc. Megatron agrees, but he's like, on one condition, we both have to strap explosives to ourselves. So whoever (laughs) loses, whoever loses explodes. Yeah. Which, you know, first of all, if you're, if you both of your main leaders are strapping themselves into a video game with explosives, it might be time to pick new leadership. Yeah, yeah. That's not very really a brave new vision for the future. You might find a it's new a terrible, club at that point. Terrible decision. Yeah. Yeah. So they start shooting each other uh, in the game. <laughs> uh, Megatron uses a cheat code because, you know, that's always a thing. He's a cheater, you know. The Autobots are about to win. But at the last moment, Optimus knocks over like a digital construct tower onto Megastron, Megatron. <laughs> a construct tower. And he knocks him off a cliff along with a bunch of like poorly animated game characters. Mm-hmm. So, the Autobots win, right? I mean, Megatron should be blown up and game over. No. Oh, wow. Because of some kind of moral loophole. <laughs> My, how the tables have turned. Optimus announces that he didn't win because he accidentally killed some of the game characters when he defeated Megatron. Oh, what a twerp. Which Come goes on. against his principles. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> even Compass Optimus Prime. Yeah, even, whatever. Yeah, and these are these game characters, they explicitly say they, they're not, like, self-aware. They don't have personalities. So they, were, they were real. It's they just, just like deleting lines of code. They were like projections. Well, so, okay, maybe it's a draw then, right? Yeah. You know, Megatron's dead. Optimus Prime concedes defeat. No. He blows himself up. Wow. Optimus Prime <laughs> he destroys himself. If that he, was Michael Bay's Optimus Prime, he would have broke the computer the game was in because he's a cold-blooded killer in yes, those movies. Yes, he is. Yep. Or, or, like, all of New York would have been, like, blown away by that explosion. <laughs> yeah. So he blows himself up. The Autobots shoot his body into space. Yeah. They spocked him. Yeah. They spock him. <laughs> Search for Optimus, man. Well, it turns out the kid uh, had downloaded Optimus Prime's consciousness onto a single floppy disk, which holds, like, how many bits of data? (laughs) (laughs) That's not a huge consciousness. No, there's not not a lot going on. Well, clearly, based on this story, there's not a lot going on in his brain. No. So then the Autobots are like, well, shit, we just shot his body into space. (laughs) (laughs) We have his consciousness, but we don't know where he actually is. So right? So... (laughs) Brave so little they, toaster. They Optimus try to find Prime. him. They try to find him on Prime. different planets. And they finally assemble him. Guess what planet he landed on? Uranus. It's called the planet Nebulog. Nebulog. Yeah. Wow. Naturally. Log? Like L-O-G. Yeah, pretty much. Wow, that's great. Uh, that's that's funny that you bring up the Transformers thing, because have you guys ever seen the Transformers uh, movie, the original animation movie from the yeah. 80s? In, in that whole end sequence, and I hope I'm not spoiling it for anybody, um, Optimus Prime gives the AllSpark up because he's trying to uh, save himself and save uh, humanity in that situation. So he gives it to uh, Hot Rod, and R- Hot Rod becomes Rodimus Prime. Rodimus. Oh yeah. Rodimus <laughs> Prime. That is the greatest porn name ever. Yeah. Rod- <laughs> Rodimus Prime. Rodimus Prime. Yeah. So he like because like, Hot Rod's like kind of a smaller character, you know. And as soon as he gets the AllSpark in him, he's like five times like larger. All of a sudden, he gets wicked swole. He, yeah, it's real weird. And so like. You know, they even go through, lift. Yeah, right? Even lift, Rod. And uh, so they go through the whole movie. They, they beat, you know, Megatron, who's now Galvatron, right? Because Megatron, Megatron dies in that, too. He dies. They eject him into space. Same kind of story. What is it with, like, these... I do not know. Is it, like, the protocol on those on Cybertron well, you know, that you, you shoot know, him into space? He's got space, so, you know, you send them home. Everybody's yeah, from okay. space. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds like a death wish I'm for me. I'm from America. Yeah. Thank you very much, okay. yeah, guys. Sorry. Lots of my job, blue, white, and blue. Okay. <laughs> but is it, isn't America in space? 
space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. America owns yeah, the moon. Yeah, you know who says apparently. that? Communists say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so they, they eject Megatron and he gets like taken by uh, some some kind of larger apparatus. It's He has a name and it's actually voiced by Leonard Nimoy. So we got this like, Dude, Spock. Hey, that's Spock. Three instances of Spock going on right <laughs> here. You know? So yeah, he takes him in and he creates Galvatron and Galvatron comes back and then so there's this big thing. But uh, as the as the show continued from that movie, which is kind of a similar situation with like Agents of Shield and uh, the Captain America situation, um, Hot Rod continued to be Rodimus Prime into like I think like three episodes, and then within those three episodes, they actually go into the Allspark. They go inside the Allspark. What the hell is the Allspark? To go, it's like where <laughs> it's all the soul. It's right? where all the souls of, yeah. of the old primes live. Right, I, they just very ill defined what it was in the movie, so yeah, I'm yeah, very yeah. confused on what yeah, it yeah. So the Allspark contains all the souls of the X Primes, and so they have to go in, find Optimus Prime inside the Allspark, pull him out, and then put him back inside of his body, and then put the Allspark back in him, so he can be Optimus Prime again. And then Rodimus Prime goes back to Hot Rod, so he loses his powers. That is extremely convoluted. Yes. Wow. Yep. Wow, wow, wow. So I think I think on that note. But but Sam Wickwicky, he was there. So yeah, yeah. Uh, clearly. Clearly. <laughs> just do it, you know. Shia <laughs> What a guy. Yeah, we're we're at the end of this rope here of the Halloween death thing. As probably uh it should be, because things are getting a little weird in here. But we're also gonna carry on some Halloween stuff. We've got another uh are we gonna call this Battle Dome? Like is that the that the idea? I th- yeah, I think every once in a while <laughs> we should have like some hypothetical duels and battles between between characters cool so you want to take a little break uh hear a word from our sponsors yes yes and uh, and come back to see who's the one that will rule them all wake up in the morning and i go and get the paper gotta get the paper hey guys this episode of raving geeks has been sponsored by the hall of heroes located in campus court next to subway the hall of heroes is open six days a week monday through saturday Visit their website at www.hallofheroesllc.com and let the Hall of Heroes become your go-to comic book destination. My synopsis is real. Never had that old Dixie feel with cats who make waves and happen to get a 360 deal. Hey guys, we're back, and uh, as we mentioned before, we are going to play a little on-air game. Uh, one uh, edition of Battle Dome. Raving Geeks Battle Dome. We're going to do a Halloween-themed one. Uh, Tyler here has uh, painstakingly created this game for us so i'm gonna give the mic to him and he can explain to you guys viewers at home uh how we're gonna do this all right so basically here i got in my mystery bag full and of it's so mysterious that we can re- see please through reach it. into my it mystery is a, bag it is a translucent <laughs> yeah. sandwich bag this is completely hey okay. man we're, we're on a budget okay this Fair is enough. super legit we need, yeah. you know so i got 25 names of horror movie monsters killers all that good stuff good people um we're gonna go 1v1 each person in the matchup is gonna draw a name and you have one minute to say why your monster or killer would beat the other person's monster or killer. When the time is up, the two other judges will kind of judge on who we think did the best argument, and we just go from there. I think it's important that we maybe set some uh, rules to the arena. Mm-hmm. So the battle dome that all of these people will be fighting room. There are no in rooms room. or rules in the arena. It, it will be football stadium, football field length. So it's a closed-in dome, so you can't, like, fly into space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, no, it's no space. And can't suck energy from the lights. It's about the size of the thing. Okay, yeah. good. And then uh, the last rule is there are some cards where you get to pick which version of the monster you want. Okay, cool. So I think we'll go match one. We'll go with the Team OG over here. Right. We're going to have them go against each other. All right, Ben versus Malachi. Here All right, goes. taking the first pick. 
Dun 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 dun. Ben versus All right. Murder Brain. Yeah, yep, Murder Brain's going to win. If that was a character on here. Ooh, wow. <clears throat> okay, I'm going to go ahead and let you go first, Ben. Okay. Uh, just so you know who you're fighting. Uh, I have zombies, okay. any kind of zombies. So and you get to pick. You get to pick what kind of zombies, though. That's right. Very, very crucial. So you right. go ahead and do that right now. And, and, to, and I just want to make this clear. It is only one zombie. Only Not one. Not a horde. It is oh. one zombie. Yeah. One, one type. One type, one thing. Oh, that is tough. Okay, I'm going to pick the Haitian variety of the zombie. Mm, yeah, yeah, voodoo which, zombies? Yeah, voodoo zombies, which remain some form of intelligence or, and are much more durable than any other form of zombie. <laughs> so they say. All right, now what is yours, Ben? I am the classic Reagan McNeil, the uh, the poor little girl who gets possessed by Satan, Ooh. Captain Howdy in the, uh, the Exorcist. Okay. All right, would you like to go first? Yeah, I would like to go first. Right. This is why my a minute on the clock. My you. character will beat you because go one. She has the power of Satan at her at her behest. Uh, you can't even deal with that. All your voodoo crap is run by Satan, and if Satan decides that he wants this girl to beat your voodoo butt, it's going to happen. Also, she can uh, contort in various positions, so it makes her very flexible. She can rotate her head around 360 degrees, so she can always see where you're at. And I hear she's got a wicked left kick. Is that all you? The whole time you're going to need. That is it. All right, that's that's all a, I need. That is a crisp 27 seconds. Fantastic. Wow. Hey, all man, right. my argument's sound. I don't need much more. I, I'm surprised you didn't bring up the projectile vomit. So she's got that ranged attack. Listen, man, nobody wants to see that. <laughs> okay. Right. Well, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and start off by saying that the Haitians are also controlled by the voodoo devil. So it seems that we have a battle of supernatural Satan characters. Papa Legba is the is the Haitian <laughs> is the Haitian devil. <laughs> I would also say the fact that uh, Haitian zombies are resistant to pain. Um, they are also a little bit more durable for that fact, and they are uh, unstoppably murderous. So we're talking about physical strength of a – and my Haitian zombie is like a well-built, uh, like, sugarcane farmer Haitian person. <laughs> so it's going to be tough to get through that wall of steel. Been working in the fields for he's been working in the fields for a long time. Okay, I want to. He can he can easily look, and I know your little Reagan girl can spin her head around, but he's going to spin that head clean off. Secondly, she's never really exhibited many supernatural powers like uh, pyrokinesis or anything like that, so I don't really think the Satan powers are going to have much of an effect at play here. She's pretty flexible, but at the end of the day, it's raw strength versus a little girl. I need a rebuttal. I need a. Were you cool with a rebuttal? Can we do rebuttals? I mean, he didn't use his his minute. That's true. All right. So, okay. All right. Uh, we'll, we'll put in. But here's the thing: if you go off topic of anything Malachi said, he gets a chance to rebuttal what you rebuttal. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Okay. Right. I'm going to put 30 seconds on the clock. You can clock. use your remaining 30 seconds. I got this. And three, two, one, go. In uh, in a, a response to your you don't feel pain, well, uh, she can contort around you and actually just like hold you down. So it doesn't matter whether you're feeling pain or not. She can actually like suffocate you and like pull off your limbs mm-hmm. just like sheer force also we brought up the projectile vomiting too there's a range attack there's that as well uh and uh i don't believe this crap that there's separate satans man there's like one big bad dude and he controls my right reagan mcneil and doesn't really give a crap about your voodoo zombies done and time okay Boom, i'm baby. i'm going to have my rebuttal and then we'll throw it over to the, du- the judges okay i will put 30 seconds on the clock for Sounds my rebuttal good. let's do this okay three two one go first of all haitian zombies do not need oxygen to subsist they can walk underwater uh so the sleeper hold thing is not going to really play a factor she here doesn't need to breathe either second of all vomiting uh, it's not like it's acid vomit it's just regular vomit so he just wiped that out of his face and keep going <laughs> third of all don't you question le- the legitimacy of my satan okay 
You cannot specifically prove that one Satan is superior to the other, and that is my time. We're going to throw it to the judges so the judges can, can decide. We, say, wow. uh, we do have an expert here in studio. Yes, we uh, do. One of the lovely hosts of Horror Central. Yeah, which you can also download on iTunes and SoundCloud, uh, CM Life. So yeah, we're going to shamelessly plug uh, Highly recommend it. Podcast. Listen to every single episode. I think I'm their biggest fan. Yeah. Please do. Okay. I talk about my favorite movies all the time. Yay. So I, I would actually like you to go first. Yeah, Kelsey, what do you think? All right. Um, Malachi's hang, uh, hiding in his ice cream sandwich, by the way. All right. Well, so both this. arguments were pretty great. Um, ben, I'm going to have to knock you down because you did interrupt Malachi and your time was up. I'm just saying. I was so angry, though. It doesn't... It, I, was so, I was so mad. Control, man. Control. Um, I'm going to have to agree about the uh, vomit and, you know, Haitian zombies are real. And so is the Haitian devil. And I'm going to have to go with Malachi on this one. I'm I sorry. Have, I have no evidence whatsoever that this Haitian devil is a real thing. But I'll, okay, I'll, but I'll, I I'll, know I'll that it does. I'll accept your judgeship because you, you are the resident expert. That's Thank you. Enough. And uh, not to knock a guy while he's down, but Malachi, can you please say the name of the Haitian devil one more time for me? <laughs> yes, that would be uh, Papa Legba. <laughs> so he got a point for knowing that and that with no notes. Man, I had no notes in front of him. And I just kind of felt like, Ben, you kind of got knocked on the ropes. And everything you brought, Malachi kind of countered, 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 countered. And you kind of got so focused on defense, kind of couldn't get really on that offense. So I'm going to have to give that one to Malachi. All right, all right. No hard feelings. Fair enough. So. My Satan's better than your Satan. <laughs> my Satan could beat your Satan up any day of the week. So, my yeah. dad could beat up your exactly. dad. My Satan dad can beat up your Satan dad. Okay? <laughs> I'm not going to lie, guys. I'm kind of nervous playing Kelsey because, you know. I'm nervous. Like, like, you know. Uh, it's like I stepped into a boxing ring with Mike Tyson right now. <laughs> I'm up. I really it's hope. It's right now. I really hope I get pyramid head right now. Yeah, it'd be good. Ooh. Okay, there's a there's a there's a positive response. Wow, uh, I'll, I'll, I'm a gentleman, so ladies first. What'd you guys get? I have Norman Bates. I Ooh. have Leatherface. Wow! Oh. Wow! What a matchup! What this a, is a great matchup. This wow. is fantastic. You couldn't ask, you couldn't ask for anything better than this on Halloween, no less. Mm-hmm. So, guys, with all all due respect and esteem, start your arguments now. We're gonna start with Kelsey. No, we're not. I don't want to go first. Too bad. Too bad, Fiona. Oh, go. Ready, I'm not one. ready. You're on the clock. Oh, ready, one, two, go. All right. Well, first of all, I'm just going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> they are Norman Bates. Yeah. I'm Norman Bates. I'm going to murder you. Let's just, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to, I'm going to steal you away into my hotel and I'm just going to kill you. I don't, I'm not good at this. <laughs> This is embarrassing. This is a good thing. All right, we're going we're gonna to bring the time. You're going to have your time for rebuttal. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be honest, guys. I haven't seen Bates Motel. You don't oh, need to see. Psycho. It's Psycho. It's psycho. psycho. That's what I meant. You haven't seen Psycho. I haven't seen Psycho. Wow. wow. So that was hard for me. Geeks have now taken over Horror Central Podcast and yeah, we're coming yeah. to you two times a week. Yep. Oh. We've, just, we've just now disqualified all of the Horror Central people. And we've I'm absorbed. so in trouble. Right. Rudy's gonna kill me. That's funny. Yeah. Okay. You know what, if, if, Kelsey? If you would like, I would let you draw another name out. Yeah, really? I I, I, right. I, want, I want to beat you at your best. Uh, so. uh, then wow. just give me Pyramid Head. This kid is cocky, man. We we you know these guys are the salt of the earth, really. <laughs> All right. Okay. What do you got? 
have Hannibal Lecter. Can you do this? Ooh, Can you reasonably do this? Have you have you seen Silence of the Lambs? I've seen it one time. It's fair enough. We're not asking you to Buffalo Bill or anything like that. So, <laughs> Please don't ask me to know. Buffalo Bill. Okay, so Hannibal Lecter, we're going to start your time over again. You get the full minute. We're going to re- retract the time. Ready, All right, thank you. set, and go. All right, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take you apart. I'm going to uh, make a nice meal out of your liver. Mm-hmm. Some nice uh, flavor beans. Flavor beans? <laughs> I just can't stop laughing. <laughs> you know, uh, it's going to be real nice. Um, it's going to be a really gourmet meal. I'm going to use my expert uh, knife <laughs> skills. <laughs> I'm taking myself out on a date. I'm going to feed you. I'm going to feed myself you because... I have great knife, <laughs> knife and chef skills, obviously, um, and I think that's my time. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold the rest of it. Yeah, you got 15 seconds for rebuttal. <laughs> All right, um, that was a little bit better. It was fair enough. That I was. Like she took me out on a really. Big <laughs> she did. Like, all, all I can tell you, Tyler, is that when you die, you are gonna taste it. Five star. Five star. Five star. Five star. Yeah. Five star. Sure. Okay, um, Tyler. All right, so first of all, Hannibal Lecter, he's crazy. That's what he's got going for him. But this does not even touch the original craziness of the true cannibals, Leatherface. He's part of this family down in Texas that just eats people. So if we're going to get into the eating thing, after I get done chopping you up with my chainsaw, I'm going to serve you with a nice Chianti and fava beans, not flavored beans. So he's super strong, too. And... You know, Hannibal Lecter is great and everything, but he got beat by a detective, you know? Yeah. Leatherface has taken out the entire, like, Texas police force and replaced it with his own psychotic family. <laughs> you good? Yeah, I'm good. All right. We got 15 seconds, both for rebuttals on either side. Ooh. This is getting good, guys. Okay, so, Kelsey, are you ready? Yeah. Go. All right, I'm gonna. Yes, he's he's crazy. I'm gonna go with. Uh, he's got a little bit of that, that like crazy genius though, and I think he's gonna outsmart Leatherface and kill him that way. We're using genius. Okay. There we go. Oh. Okay. Ready. Mm-hmm. Ready. Set. Go. Um. Don't discount the uh, the advantage of him and his family. You know, I know he said one on one, but he had to grow up with Matthew McConaughey as a brother. If you want to go that forward into the movies. That's not fun. That's not easy to do. So he is now bred into a fine-tuned killing machine. And you're known for your... You're sca- done. Your, your time oh is gun. up. Oh, your up. time is up, time's sir. Up. Yep. Argument ended. Getting good. Okay. Didn't work in the time. Well, I, I really like the thematic pairing of that matchup. Two really crazy cannibals. Too, man. The, the insanity is, is on different tracks, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. Different motivations for their insanity, too. Yeah, you know, Kels started off a little weak there, not going to lie, but he came back kind of strong with that second rebuttal. He did. The genius factor of Hannibal Lecter, he's very cunning, yes, very mischievous, mischievous, excuse me. <laughs> he likes cheese, I guess, probably, too. Um, Some nice cheese with that Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be tough, though, because they're in a football stadium. They are in don't, a football stadium. Don't have a whole lot to work with. It's a one-on-one kind of battle. Yeah, I mean, and, uh, you know, Tyler did bring up specific instances from the canon in the movie of why that would be it. Uh, yeah. Kelsey unfortunately did did fail to do that, but she did. You know, he is a psychiatrist. It, it kind of ups the crazy factor too. I know who I'm going to give this to. 
Do you know who you're going to give it to? Yeah, I got to give it to Tyler. I got to give one. it to Tyler too. Yep. Oh. A, do a, it. a better argued uh, fight might have gone a little bit differently, yeah. but it was, uh, it was nuanced I was, too. I was you know? on the After your rebuttal, I'm not going to lie. I was kind of, I was rattled. You were. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now we have to have a battle of champions here. Uh, me and Tyler are going to go head to head. We're going to pick new monsters, uh, and we're going to wrap this bad boy up. So, my monster that I have selected is Michael Myers. Okay. Whoa. Fair enough. That's what I wish I had. And I have the Creeper from Jeepers Creepers. Wow. Ooh. This is going to be difficult. Okay. So, we're going to switch sides. We're going to have uh, Mr. Tyler go first. May I see my handy-dandy clock? Well, yes. Here you go there, my sir. My time device. You're wearing a watch. I am, but I can't tell time. Uh, you can't read. I can't tell time. We're not <laughs> going there. Ay, ay, ay. All right. Weaknesses. Tyler, one minute on the clock. Ready, set. Go. Now, Michael Myers is one of the most iconic monsters, killers in all of horror movies. But the thing that it comes down to is he's still just a man. The Creeper is some beast. We really don't even know the origin story. They didn't even go into it. But he comes around every couple hundred years or whatever it was to feast because he's so hungry on the lives of anyone who's unfortunate enough to cross his path. Uh, he drives around in a creepy van, runs you off the road, and just rips you to shreds. And will add you to his little wall of skin that he has down in the cave. And from what we've seen in the second movie, the guy can fly. So that gives him a nice little aerial attack against your little kitchen butcher's knife. I can just come down, dive bomb you, rip you to shreds before you even have a chance to know where I came from. Okay, pretty solid argument. Malachi, what, uh, what do you got? Ready, set, go. Okay, well, yeah, I'll agree. In a one-on-one fight, it's going to be a little bit different. I think, uh, I think Michael Myers is much more suited for a urban kind of attack inside a home, inside a house, uh, places to hide, things like that. Use, use kind of some, some mystery and misdirection. You know what? This is tough, man. I really don't know how I can come back on that one. Uh, Michael Myers pretty much is only armed with, with sharp blades, and the Creeper is like a straight-up monster, dude. He can, like, pick them up and throw them. Uh, I, don't, I don't think I have anything for this one. I might concede defeat. You, so you are, are you, are, well, Malachi, I, I guess you have a decision you have to make here. Do you want to continue the contest or do you concede defeat that early? Because you got a rebuttal and you got a rebuttal. You still have a chance to bring back. Come on, I, I dig deep into, in dig deep into your, into your, what makes Michael Myers so vicious. Come on, man, you can do this. I'm not supposed to be champing his side, but I want to yeah. see this work little, out well. Little pep talk. If you listen to uh, Horror Central, you would have some better arguments. You might. I listen to you just might. That's probably why Tyler's winning right now, because you two at home could be really well versed in horror if you listen to Horror Central. So okay, we're gonna we're gonna let Malachi. Is he doing research right now? Regroup. Does that count? I, I won't do that. No, That's no seriously. It, <clears throat> Tyler doesn't care. He created the game, so okay. it's, it's gonna you, be all right. You, you can fire me right now if you wanted to, and you could win. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> yeah, we're not gonna do that. <laughs> By no means. Tyler's already part of the family now. Okay, so why, don't, why don't you go ahead uh, and you, you pile it on. We'll give you 30 seconds, uh, and I will use that 30 seconds to try to find some ammunition here. Ready, set, go. Okay, so the Creeper is like a demonic creature that was bred for one purpose. That is to kill. And the last time I checked, the Creeper is not A, a babysitter, or B, having sex, which is the only way Michael Myers seems to want to kill people. Mm-hmm. And that's my rebuttal. Wow, that's a good rebuttal. Ah, babysitters, sex, killing... Sounds like a pretty good time. Uh, All right. Go ahead. All right. Go ahead and hit me on the timer. Yep. So uh, going off, I'm not sure if this has ever been represented in the film or not, but John Carpenter has stated that Michael Myers is almost a supernatural force, a force of nature, an evil force that's loose and unkillable. He's an elusive superhuman strength, cannot be killed by bullets, stab wounds, or fire. 
That was a good comeback. But it must be nice to have Wikipedia right in front of your face. Uh, I will just say, all those things you listed were not demonic creatures. Those, mm. That was not spoken of. Okay. That is a good point. I think we're good. I think the clock has stopped. You guys don't get any extra points for that. So uh, those, those are stricken from the record. Exactly. So, Kelsey, mm-hmm. what do you think here? Malachi did belly flop pretty damn hard. But he did come back. I, I will say I was really impressed because I kind of got a lucky draw. That was a, that was to, get, a, to go against, you know. And, yeah. that, and that was a quick, quick research job. We pay you the big bucks for the reason here, Malachi. So, uh, what do you think, Kels? I'm gonna have to go with Tyler. I as well have to go with Tyler. Tyler has won our first official Halloween Battle Gnome session. Yes, sir. Good game, good game, good game. We're all shaking. All right, well, so it has been shown then. The Creeper is the ultimate horror villain. Man. Cannot be destroyed. Nope, Staple cannot. Man was in there, and I oh, the my God. I wish I would have got that. That would have been great. Is it, Pyramid Head in there? No, he's not. See, that's, see, the thing is, I wasn't really a fan of Silent Hill, so I didn't pick him. Ooh. And this was all the first, like, 25 that came to my head. Luckily, we'll be doing some debates later on in the, the, the season, so we're going to probably save that for then, but... Uh, I, you know, here we are at the end of the Halloween rope. I want to go party. I know y'all want to go party. So we're going to go up to the end here. Do you have any recommendations this week, guys? Anything? Anything have, that you've read, that you've seen? Um, there's a documentary out right now by a guy named John Schnepp. It's oh, called yeah. The Death of Superman, or The Death of Superman Lives What Happens. Basically, the movie that was going to start Nicolas Cage's Superman and Tim Burton directing, all about, like, why that movie died, and he gets to interview, like, everyone that was involved. It's a really awesome documentary. Highly recommend it. Sounds good. Can I, can I go with the Halloween uh, recommendation? By all means. This is a movie, actually. Uh, it's called What We Do in the Shadows. It's pretty great. It's about vampires. You should probably watch it. Uh, carrying that on, I'm going to suggest uh, Let the Right One In, which is a, uh, a foreign, uh, it's a Dutch uh, vampire flick, right? South Sweden, African. Swedish. Swedish. Is Swedish. It, is it a vampire or is it a succubus? It is a vampire. Uh, yeah. It's, one of, it's the, one of the greatest foreign vampire flicks ever. They, they made an American remake just called uh, Let Me In, oh, that's, which, that's which, which was actually pretty good. For, as far as American remakes goes, I really liked it because it like, kind of made it more of like a noir flick than it was like a vampire flick. Both of those movies are genius, uh, and I suggest you go see them. Cool. Uh, well, let's uh, wrap it up then. <laughs> thank you very much, guys. Again, thank you for listening in. Uh, as always, you can follow us on Twitter and on Facebook, Raving Geeks. Uh, you can download us on iTunes or on SoundCloud for Android users. You can also find us on the website at cm-life.com. Don't forget to tune in, and uh, tune in always. Same bat time, same bat network.